0: Joseph's story in the book of Genesis is a complex story. Complex because it's about different relationships. And as we all know, relationships are often complex. And complex too, because this story has many strands. You see, it's not only about a family and family life, it's ups and downs, how it works, how it doesn't. It's also about God and his promises, how they are sometimes temporarily disrupted by our actions but how they are always fulfilled in the end. I suppose you could say it's also a story about dreams and how God can turn what seems like a light nightmare into the reality of a dream fulfilled. In the book of Genesis, the dream and the promise live side by side. God promised that through Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, he would create a chosen people who would be an example of God's love for creation. They would live in a promised land and enjoy a special relationship with God. Their faithfulness to God, their care for the orphan and the widow, the stranger and the needy, would be a light to other nations. And other peoples, seeing their example of faithfulness, integrity and compassion, would want to be like them and place their faith in God too. That was the promise and indeed that was the dream. Desmond Tutu in his book God Has a Dream tells us that before we can change the world or even our small corner of it we must know what God wants from us. That God has a dream and he wants us to help him realise it. Tutu reminds us what the dream is. He says, It is a dream of a world whose ugliness and squalor and poverty, its war and hostility, its greed and harsh competitiveness, its alienation and disharmony are changed into their glorious counterparts when there will be more laughter, joy and peace, where there will be justice and goodness and compassion and love and caring and sharing. God has a dream where his children will know that they are members of one family, the human family, God's family, where there are no outsiders, where all belong. But because we have free will, because we're free to make our own choices, our own decisions, the reality is different, is what we find in the story of Joseph. And for all that it is seen by many in society as a bright and colourful musical, originally written for school children, it's actually a very dark story. But it's also one that has much to teach us about the experience of being human, both the positive and the negative, and our responses to those things we experience. It also points us to the one in whom we can put our faith and work in partnership with to make the dream a reality, to see the promise fulfilled. No matter how often I read this story, it never fails to amaze me. And after all the terrible things his brothers did to him, the twists and the turns his life took because of their treatment of him, when Joseph had the opportunity to pay them back and pay them back big time, He didn't do it. Well, maybe he toyed with them a bit in order to see if their hearts had changed. However, the bottom line is Joseph was in a position of power and authority, but he did not abuse it. Instead, Joseph made the decision not to hold a grudge and seek revenge. Rather, he offered forgiveness and pursued reconciliation. And you've got to ask, how was he able to do that? Well, he makes a telling statement as he's speaking to his brothers. It's there in verse 5. It was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. It would seem that although terrible things happened in his life, Joseph didn't let them define him. He didn't let them crush him. He didn't use them as an excuse to give up when it would have been so easy to do so. He was able to look back on his life and see its story, his lived out experience as something that brought him to a place where he could do something positive so that one day he was able to say to his brothers do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. You sold me, Joseph said, but God sent me Their purpose was to destroy, but God's was to save. All those things that happened to him, he recognised them for what they were, the result of the actions and choices of other people, and not the God who made a promise and hold forth, forth a dream of a better world. Some wrongs are easy to forgive. Other wrongs where we have been used or abused are very hard to forgive. And we might be inclined to think, well, they don't deserve forgiveness. Well, possibly not. Neither did Joseph's brothers. I think it's always important for us to remember that forgiveness isn't solely about the other person. It's about us. It's said that if we hold on to resentment, anger, revenge, we create a prison for ourselves and we give the key to our oppressor, who actually takes up residence with us. If we hold on to bitterness, we paralyse our souls. If we decide to hold on to the pain, to the hatred, to the desire for vengeance, all we actually gain is self-made pain. Then who suffers more? Us are the person from whom we hold back our forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't about sanctioning what has been done to you. It doesn't mean you're excusing something that happened to you or pretending it didn't happen or that there is no need for justice to be served. It's not even about saying to the other person, I forgive you. After all, they may reject that offer, seeing it as an admission of guilt. Rather, it's about giving up our desire and focus for revenge. It's about denying hatred a place in our souls. Forgiveness doesn't make the offender right or justify what's been done to us, nor does it mean you have to expose yourself to more bullying or cheating or abuse. The object is not to distort reality. But it can offer us freedom from the all-consuming poisons of hatred, anger and revenge and allow us to focus on our own future and not our wished for future for those who have hurt us. And contrary to popular belief, you don't have to forget when you forgive. Again, Desmond Tutu in the long struggle against apartheid in South Africa said this of forgiveness. Forgiving is not forgetting, it's actually remembering. Remembering and not using your right to hit back. It's a second chance for a new beginning. And the remembering part is particularly important, especially if you don't want to repeat what happened. Only God chooses to forget when we ask him to forgive us. Well, actually, as the all-knowing God, He makes a promise to actively remember no more, Hebrews 10 17 tells us. That it's not this, that is not the same as forgetting. And in Psalm 103:12, God says to us, I will not hold your past against you. God does not forgive and forget, He forgives and makes the choice to remember no more, to not hold it against us but then God is God. In the Gospel of Luke, part of which we read today, Jesus goes on to say, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. He's inviting those who are listening to show a radical kind of forgiveness which can only be fully appreciated when we recognise the forgiveness offered to us by God. Because through that we can experience the extraordinary peace that comes from letting go of bitterness and letting go of anger. And when we let go of those things, the peace of God that passes all understanding flows into our hearts and minds and therein lies our healing. Joseph's story has so much to tell us. It tells us that God is always with us, and that's especially important to remember during the toughest of times. It tells us we can use the hard times to help us grow and develop, and not to let them crush us or define us. It tells us that we shouldn't let the need for revenge poison our souls or our relationship with God or with others who may come into our lives. It tells us God has in mind for us more than we can ever imagine. So dream big, because dreams are not simply meant to reside in our heads or our hearts, though they need to start there. Dreams are meant to be shared and brought to life. So today I want to encourage you to dream. Look at your life, at our community, at our world, at our church, and see where God's dream and ours intersect.